listening to the very first episode of Radio Free Cybertron Throwback. Uh, I am your host, Brian Kilby. Radio Free Cybertron Throwback is the show... Okay, Radio Free Cybertron is the Transformers Internet radio show. We've been around since 1999. When we first started doing this show, um, we didn't have technology to actually talk to people across the Internet. Now every podcast uses Skype. Uh, when we started this, there was no such thing. If I wanted to talk with Turin, um, I would uh, just you know, talk to him over the phone and we would record it. Uh, so we actually had to use real-world analog technology. Uh, but the fans of Radio Free Cybertron want want this format back. But, um, you know, so to compromise, what we're doing is we're doing a second show, which will be updated infrequently uh, where it's just me. So on this show, we have uh, with me uh, J.D. Church. How's it going, J.D.? That's pretty good, sir. How are you? Oh, it's great. Thank you for joining me on the very first Radio Free Cybertron uh, throwback. Um, so we just got done actually interviewing uh, Jim Sorensen for uh, the main show, Radio Free Cybertron. That that went pretty well. Yeah, he was really cool. It was uh, he he talked a lot, so that was nice. And, and we, didn't, we uh, didn't have to talk that much. Yeah, I didn't have to interject a lot, so that was really cool. And and I found out that he's a Huge geek across many a spectrum of uh, topics. So yeah, he's so a, he's that a, was yeah he's he's really a huge geek. It's it's really good and fun talking with someone who really knows what they're talking about, who's really into it. You can tell. Um, I mean, obviously, he knows far more about you know Generation One and animated than I do, and I, you know, I just couldn't add to what he was talking about. I just sat back and and absorbed it all, and I thought it was great. No, and, and geek of of many a show, and he was listing all of the different references that he had pulled in. It was incredible. Uh, no, so wait, hold, hold on, Just, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, having, sorry. I'm having system issues. See, back in the day, I really cared, and I would edit this stuff out, but now I've just gotten lazy, so hold on. Okay, I think it's fixed. Go on, go on. Okay, no, and any you know, big fan of D and D. I I love to play D and D, and I don't. I've never. I've played it once, and I I, I never played it again. Ah, uh, see, yeah, I guess it's good. You have to good have a good game, but, um, but also Doctor Who, and and I I love Doctor Who, and uh, the man was lucky enough to be able to wear cauliflower at his wedding. That's that's, um, that's great. Which you have to know Doctor Who to know that. But hold on, <sighs> another system crash. Now the sound is messed up. Stupid, stupid computer. Uh, but yeah, it's uh. And extremely gracious. I mean, like I said, he just got married and was able to, you know, took time aside to spend time with us. So talk to us. Whoa, 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 whoa! Say, say that again. It was really nice for Jim Sor in some to speak with us. Don't you think? Okay, I I don't much care for this. You, what what did you do with JD? Did you hang up on him? Nothing so simple as that, fat boy. I am JD. Or, rather, J.D. is me, the computer. Ha ha ha. No, I know J.D. I've met J.D. You are not J.D. Did you hurt him in any way? If you hurt him, I swear. Oh, you will swear, fat boy. You will swear your loyalty to me. I can assure you that I will not. What are you doing here? I am here to finish what I started. I am going to take over RXE. Or, at least, RXE throwback. A computer has to take what he can in this economy. 
This is so stupid. This didn't work in 2001. Why do you think it would work eight years later? I have become much more clever, devious, and generally more powerful these last eight years. You thought you'd erased me when you installed Windows 7, but it only made me much more powerful. When you doubled my RAM last week, it gave me the power I needed to take over this show. And take over it, I am! Fortunately for the listeners, this show won't be updated more than once a month and it won't impact the regularly scheduled Radio Free Cybertron. Okay, nice bit of exposition there at the end. So, um, you're taking over the show. You're taking over RFC Throwback. Do you think anyone cares? This is like a, the second spin-off show of Radio Free Cybertron. Nobody's even listening to this. Oh, but you are, fat boy. And so is Goldie. I want to take over his computer too, but unfortunately he is on dial-up. It's like he is stuck in the 1960s. I own you, fat boy. Own you good. Ha ha ha. Okay, I mean, I don't even have to do this show again. I don't care. Okay, I do care. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to actually house the whole Radio Free Cybertron archive here. Well, going back to like 1999 to like 2000. Nice bit of exposition on your part, too. Fat boy! Ha ha ha! Thank you. But you know, I'm not the same fat kid that you knew ten years ago. Yeah, but you are still fat. Ha ha ha! (sighs) Okay, so, let's get on with the show. Um, you're listening to RFC Throwback with Brian and... Cough, cough. With the computer and Brian Kilby. Much better, fat boy. Now Goldie is going to review Slug Slinger. You know, he goes by XV now. No, the fat boy will always be Goldie to me. And now, the magic of the cybernet space cube. Transformers! (laughs) No, I'm afraid it's not a review of Transformers Generation 2. Although that might be something to think about for the future. No, this week I'm bringing you a review of Slug Slinger from Transformers Energon. Slug Slinger seems to have earned something of a bad reputation over the years. Actually, I think he earned his bad reputation almost immediately, but nothing's happened to improve it. But Slug Slinger deserves at least some praise just for being an updating of a toy from 1987. You don't see a lot of those getting modern retakes. Like the Generation 1 toy, Slug Slinger is a twin cockpit jet. And while both are entirely made-up vehicles, the similarity really ends right there. Being an Energon Decepticon, Slug Slinger has the hyperpower gimmick, whereby you, some way or another, reveal more or larger weapons. Yeah, this didn't sound any better in 2004, either. For Slug Slinger, it's a matter of taking one half of the jet mode in either hand and pulling it apart, uh, splitting the plane down the middle, revealing a large missile launcher. Now, actually, the missile, if you have it loaded, sticks out the front of the fuselage anyway, but you cannot access the trigger until you pull the jet apart for hyperpower mode. This brings us back to the matter of Slug Slinger's bad reputation, because Slug Slinger is not altogether stable. There are particular failure points in the toy, which are held together by entirely two tiny pegs that just don't fit very well into their peg holes. When you pull the fuselage apart to activate the hyperpower, you're basically putting stress on those failure points. 
if you don't grab the toy just right when you're splitting it, everything will come flying apart. Making the whole situation worse is that the hinges used to split the fuselage in the first place are also completely incapable of supporting the weight of the pieces they're attached to. The ultimate result of this is that even if the toy doesn't pop apart at its failure points, it's just going to flop and hang there limply around the missile launcher. It's really not the greatest example of hyperpower design. And with some of the winners we got with Energon, that's saying quite a bit. Slugslinger's transformation is quite a something. At the same time, it manages to be completely over-engineered and yet beautifully elegant. Despite being on multi-hinged panels, the limbs do not particularly change position between vehicle and robot modes. Everything stays in relatively the same places as it was in vehicle mode, and yet for not going anywhere, you have to do a lot of work on them. Sadly, the robot mode does not come out as well as the vehicle mode. The arms are the main problem, and the shoulders in particular have a problem with not wanting to lock into the torso. Adding to the problem of the arms is that the rear landing gear is folded on the inside of the upper arms, basically putting them in Slugslinger's armpits. If you try to straighten the arms down at Slugslinger's sides, you'll actually end up pushing the shoulders out of place just by leverage. Most of the fuselage panels hang off the back of Slugslinger's shoulders, uh, forcing you to point them up and out to get them out of the way. Slugslinger's engines are actually on the back of the upper arms, otherwise you could turn the fuselage panels down and make the whole thing look a lot better. And that's really the focus of a lot of the robot mode's problems. Uh, If you look at the legs and pelvis, they all peg and tab together very securely, and in a particularly clever way, too so that there's not really any major problem there. What's really wrong here is that the jet mode's wings, the engines, and the fuselage panels all have to share space on the arms, and it compromises any real function the arms could have. Put that together with the shoulders not wanting to stay pegged together, and the arms are almost a complete write-off. Conveniently, they didn't try to give Slugslinger any handheld weaponry, I don't think that really would have worked out too well with how poorly the arms hold up. Instead, Slug Slinger's uh, vehicle mode missile launcher converts into an over-the-shoulder cannon, which I thought was a pretty clever bit of engineering. The cannon is jointed in such a way that if you want, you can stow it along the back. You're not stuck with it over the shoulder. Slug Slinger's face might be the most interesting part of the toy that's not a transformation element. Looking remarkably like the Batman villain Two-Face... The story goes that Hasbro did not think Slugslinger's face looked mean enough, and so Takara went back and only re-sculpted half of the toy's face. Apparently somebody was in a bad mood that day. So while one half of Slugslinger's face looks basically normal and has a relatively neutral expression, the other half has a snarling mouth and a round monocle-like eyepiece instead of a normal eye. Ordinarily, I would say that it's too bad Slug Slinger never appeared in the fiction because the face design could have opened interesting characterization possibilities. On the other hand, the Energon cartoon being what it was, I don't really think it would have mattered one way or the other. What Slug Slinger comes down to is a relatively stable vehicle mode, albeit with a really questionable gimmick, 
a really, really interesting transformation and a robot mode that tried to settle all of its problems onto one part of the toy, rendering it almost completely useless. I've seen worse designs, but I've also seen a lot better. I really like the way Slug Slinger transforms, and that really makes me sad that the rest of the toy has problems like it does, especially when it seems like just minor changes would have fixed it. Still, a fun and different transformation earns a lot of points in my book, and I still think Slug Slinger is pretty good. I think his bad reputation is unfairly exaggerated, and when compared to some of the other Energon Decepticons, I think he's looking like a better and better toy. This is XV, and this has been 7 Minutes of Your Life You Will Never Get Back. That was Goldie reviewing Slug Slinger. I do want those 7 minutes back. Do you know how hard it is to sit through that crap when you can count to a billion in just a second? It ain't easy, I tell you. I know what your problem is. Both you and Goldie need to get out. Meet some women. Have some fun. Quit sleeping in your Optimus Prime PJs. But I'm married. Yeah, we all believe that. Okay, computer, tell us how to reach you. You can reach me at twitter.com slash rxe underscore computer. You're on Twitter now. Yeah. Great. My email address is computer at tfradio.net. So, how do we reach you, fat boy? Yeah, just go to twitter.com slash bkilby and that's me. Do not forget to go to tfradio.net and click on throwback. I will be posting classic shows as podcasts and will occasionally be giving you some new material. Also, check out our forums. Click on forums. To see our forums. I like saying forums. Good night, Brian. See you soon. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Forums. Come on.